3: just a little heads up this episode of white wine question time includes some rather strong and fruity language so if you're listening around small children you may want to consider popping your headphones on hello and welcome to a very special live edition of white wine question time here at the leicester square theater in london So good to see so many of you here with glasses in hand as we prepare to put three thought-provoking questions to our guest today over three glasses of wine. Now, because this is a live show and audience participation is crucial, I won't only be asking you to drink along with us, but also to pose some of the questions put to our guests in part two of the show. So get thinking, don't be polite, make them good, and we'll collect them in from you during the interval. So, are you ready to meet the women we're about to pop our corks with? They came together to create the first drama shot in lockdown that told the story of six friends all finding their way through the menopause. It was filmed on iPhones by the cast in their own homes with their families acting as supporting cast and crew. It aired on YouTube. Nothing like it had been done before. It truly broke new ground and at times it almost broke them. So let's hear more about it and welcome Onto the stage, the cast of Dumbreading. Julie Graham, Tamsin Athwaite, Tracy Ann Oberman, Alison Newman, Angela Griffin, and Denise Welsh. Actually, people here in our I head. know in an actual theatre. <laughs> this is the first time I think, apart from a little rap party in between and lockdown 25 and 29, uh, that you've all been together. Yes, Jules, yeah. you headed this up. Tell me how on earth you pulled this off. A bunch of Great actresses, with no, women, <laughs> no with no technical skills really. <laughs> well, I <laughs> can scar her on.
1: I mean, so how did you pull it off, and
3: how did you okay? Pull these well,
1: together? It, I had a lot of help with um, uh, from Andrew and Jackie Green, who are here today, well, our well. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Woo! producers. So I had been writing the show, a show called Unbreeding, and I was developing it with Andrew and Jackie with their production companies, and. Um, anyway, lockdown happened, as we know, at shitfest, fest. And um, <laughs> so Andrew just rang me up and he said, what are you doing, babes? I was like, uh, fuck all. <laughs> he said, look, I've got this idea. Why don't we take the show, the bits that you've written, and we'll put them into like 10-minute chunks and we'll film them remotely in your own homes and we'll put them out on YouTube. And I said you mean I've got to write it now? He said, yeah, you've got to work. This was like March, I can't, 10th or something? No, 14th when we locked down. And he said, TX date, April. I was <laughs> like, okay, that's a month. He said, okay, oh just God. find a cast. So I already had an idea of who I wanted in the show anyway. And I thought, well, they're all free. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them captured in their own houses. <laughs> so I rang them all up and I asked them and they all said yes. Immediately, which was brilliant. I think, I, th- I think without reading, maybe you read a little bit. Anyway, um, and that's how we did it. And then um, Andrew and Jackie sent cameras to all of our houses, um, microphones, and then we had a brilliant director, Robin Shepherd. who is, is he here? here today? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, she's there. It. And Robin, Robin, who is Robin. amazing, Robin sent oh, us oh. W- would read the scripts, give me notes, and then she would. Um, basically tell us all how to film it, where yeah. to put the camera, what shots to do, and then she would, we'd, we'd do a big zoom and then we would just, you know, put our head between our legs and kiss our arses goodbye in it. Somehow <laughs> it <worked. laughs> Because
3: it was, so girls, you get the call, a, a parcel arrives, a courier arrives with all of the filming equipment that you need and and you're that's it, right? Then everything is just done remotely so you're relying on your families to play your families <laughs> but for example denise louis your son played your grandson bit yeah, me, jules louis, louis sorry played <laughs> my grandson. and lincoln who had where, where's
4: lincoln and louis they're here oh they're over there lincoln who is an artist prior to being an artist he ran string fellows so he'd already had quite a big change of career <laughs> and um from piss artist to artist <laughs> to <laughs> to actor And so he had to be the sort of director of photography because for someone who's been in the business as long as I have, I still technically am totally inept. And um, so, you know, you have to do this thing crossing the line and all this kind of malarkey, all these. And I've still never learned it in 40-odd years of being in the business. Um, So Lincoln was my director of photography and playing zoot, my husband. Mm -hmm. And then… Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Much younger boyfriend. Much younger boyfriend. You're welcome, Lincoln. Life mirroring art. (laughs) And, um, and he was actually quite good, wasn't yeah, he? He was very he was fantastic. good. really good, Dick. But the lovely thing about it is, is that I've been a fan of Tracy I mean, I've been a fan of, of, of all of the girls for years, but Tracy and I, I'd been a huge fan, but we'd never actually met until today. No. So. No, honestly. <laughs> what? No. Met. We had nice. never met what? till today. Oh my
5: God, I feel like I'm on Ricky Lake. <laughs> this is so
6: exciting. Oh. It was like it was like an emotional, wasn't it? Tracy, you couldn't go to the rap party. I couldn't, you, no, I was working.
5: Yeah, right. Tracy was
3: working for the for oh, the I rap party it. when I brought the sl- that was when I brought the slang.
6: Slankers. Oh, I've got my it? slang.
3: Oh. And then Ange, unlike Denise, you didn't find the technicals of this a challenge. You thrived on it to the point that you directed the last episode. Oh. Did? Yeah. I did. With yeah. your daughter who is an aspiring director yeah. assisting you every step of the way, yeah. which is another brilliant story to come out of this nuts production
1: well it was brilliant because also i mean anne's just from the, the the minute you know we started she had the smart she just got it you know she's yeah. got that technical brain we were all struggling still <laughs> opening the packages you know still opening the boxes going oh those oh. boxes
0: and things. you know and just Nightmare. got the thing
1: up she's got a gimbal and she's, i started you know, she's buying extra like, equipment she's doing like <laughs> tracking shots and i mean it was amazing and um and it was robin that spotted it robin our director spotted it and just said she's brilliant and um we kind of had a bit of a powwow and said, "Let's." Robin said, "Why don't we ask her to direct the last episode?" And she so, jumped at the chance. And She's she did brilliant. a
3: great job. Congratulations! Yeah. But to be God, honest, amongst
1: our, our
6: sort of gang of girls, it, there is a saying which is, "If you don't know what to do, you ask Anne." Well, ask <laughs> Anne. <laughs> ask Anne. We were going to get you know, bracelets. The, to actually, what would Anne do? do? Yeah. Exactly, like you know,
3: the Christians wear Christians often wear those bracelets. So what would Jesus do? We were going to do oh, it yeah, with Anne.
7: That's hilarious. <laughs>
6: What would Ange
8: do?
3: I
7: also
8: say, what would Julie do? (laughs) She does now. But that's for other things.
3: Um, What was it like? (laughs) (laughs) What wouldn't Julie do? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer goes on the back of a stamp and there's still room. (laughs) (laughs) Believe you me, it was
4: Tam's birthday last night. They all went out and I've just seen the pictures of the nipple tassels from last night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I put mine on for my
7: husband when I got home and he was tired and told me to go to sleep. <laughs> Jason. Jason. Jay-
3: you, Jason. I would yes. never have done that. Honestly, Jason, when your wife walks home wearing emerald green sequin nipple tassels and flashes them in your face, yeah. you really need to test your reflexes. I danced. I didn't just flash <laughs> them. I did the whole shebang of
7: doing it. And he was too tired. Many, Shame on you.
6: And Which, how many years have you been
7: married? Um, oh, uh, uh, 16 years? 16 years. Year. dancing in a
3: nipple tussle. Yeah,
7: it? I had a That's lot good. of margaritas. But
3: listen, actually, it, it, we see a lot of Jace in Dunbreeding. Jason yeah. is an actor. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so
1: Jason played um, Jimmy, the rat catcher. <laughs>
3: yeah, but, and literally, caught every rat because the first scene is him between Angela's legs while she's on the phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Did yeah. the
7: kids film that? <laughs> They set the cameras up and then they went out of the room because they didn't want to see that. Uh, is that how that scene works? So I was wondering who, f- so I thought you did it on uh, a locked off shot. You got yeah, the no, girls. no, we did do it on a locked off shot. That's it. But but Tallulah set it all up in the room and she lit it and, and got everything sorted. And, yeah. and then was no sick in her own mouth and left.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> Just at the thought of it. Um, Alison and Tracy and Tam, what was it like opening up uh, this script and reading something that was written about women of our age tackling the things that we're all going through with such filth, wit and panache? Okay, so
8: Julie phoned me about a week into lockdown and said, I've got this thing, will you do it? And I said yes before I read it because it's Julie. And you know she's going to have been amazing. And... uh, I didn't know anything about the menopause, but I started reading the scripts. Then we filmed it all, and I was definitely like, this is, I want to do this on a weekly basis, work with these women, doing these scripts, obviously not at home, but, like, on a set. And um, I didn't know much about the menopause, but I believe that the scripts brought my menopause on. <laughs> She's so menopausal right now, I can't tell you. It's so true. I literally was like 49 years old. Don't know what you're all talking about. You're all like really angry. You're all really sweaty. I'm really fine. I'm having the best time, like in lockdown.
5: You fuckers. You twats.
8: And then, uh, so my men, I've only started taking HRT since August, and I believe it's because of
1: breeding. And also, per Tam, she said, you know, she's with this wonderful Tom. Because
3: uh, Tom's also in breeding. Oh yeah, and Tom's yeah, and in as well.
1: He plays Where is a he? much younger boyfriend. Sat next to Jason.
3: Tam's, Tam's his partner in real life, and, um, is Tom Child, and in and
8: the Tom's show, really, he, he plays her boyfriend.
1: All, and he's not only an actor, but he's a cameraman, which is quite handy. I mean, Tam planned that, surely. But also... Um, they had apparently they hadn't had a, cr- had, a hadn't never had had a an argument word before they started filming the show. Yeah, never had
3: an Suddenly argument. It was like
1: handbags at dawn every day. Yeah,
5: was so it? Was,
3: was it stressful, guys? I bet it was.
5: Well, all uh, right. the, the thing is, is that it, it, when your husband is filming, you fuck up constantly. <laughs> it, I mean, and, and getting really impatient as well because you're not getting it right. And it's just kind of like I used to kind of love the mystique. I'd swan off to work. I've had a really hard. Yes, yeah. I was marvelous. Was wonderful. Very creative. And all he sees because the first thing I filmed was that really long, beautifully written monologue with of, of Wanda Allen on. And I felt really shy. I was really shy in front of him. And then I just kept fucking up. And then I just hadn't learnt my lines, so I was just being <laughs> terrible. And and it's really kind of it was. But it got better, and it actually became. It took two days to film that, that one, one scene, scene. Yeah. yeah, and just because of me being rubbish and but then actually it became such a brilliant thing for us to do. We don't have kids, Marnie, the dog, that's our dog, scene stealing little shit yeah. um but so she won't be in if we ever get a series, but I mean, it actually did become that, that it, it was just a brilliant thing to do it was. We all got together, we all, we'd, we'd all Zoom, we'd do a rehearsal, we'd do read-throughs, we'd get together after it had aired, and the actual filming was just, it was a highlight. Absolute highlight. Yeah, I make Denise look like Orson Welles in terms of technicals, because oh I, so <laughs> I said,
6: yeah, so I read the scripts, I thought they were wonderful, and I, what I loved about it <laughs> was that so early on in lockdown, here was a bunch of women, led by Dooley, all over 40, Uh, who were leading the idea of a lockdown piece of, of work which I thought was incredible because we're in an industry that would like to sort of carve you out of existence past the age of 40 and yet this was a really cutting edge thing that was happening in lockdown and was really creative so I was really excited to be a part of that with these incredible women. Uh, but then, um, so I read the script. It was like, "Yep." Yeah. And then the stuff arrived, <laughs> and then it all changed because it was like, "What? What's that?" It's a light. What, what, what's that one? That's another light. What's, what's that, what? that plug? What's that plug? How do you attach that? What? Ah! And what, crossing the line, not cro- I couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. At one point, but you did I, it on your own. Oh yeah. So my family are not as. Um, it's not as facilitating as you. Like my, my, my husband uh, was w- working all the way through and he just went, no, I'm not helping you. I think he tried to video me once and just went, I can't do this again. And then <laughs> I, got, I got my daughter who was in it, um, uh, Annie, and she did it three times. I went, you're terrible. I'm not doing it again. So it was me and the dog. At one point, I even strapped the camera onto the dog um, to do like a steady Steadicam uh, of a glass. And he was the only one who was nice. So and he- we kept seeing these, reflections
4: of Tracy filming because she'd had to at some point ra- um, get our producer's son Neil who would arrive in Niall. full ha- Nile who he would ca- arrive in full hazmat <laughs> to film her and we'd see this
6: <laughs> man in a hazmat suit Seriously. in the Socko suit the neighbours thought it was like Close Encounters of the Third Kind this man would it no, would turn up In the full Haskem, like that. Everybody was like, like, neighbors (laughs) looking out the window going, oh my God. And he'd come in quietly as well at night and he'd help me do it, but only in the full Haskem. So I don't know how he managed to film it. But yeah, but all I know is now, there's one thing I learned which is how to light myself. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> she's got the best light. I have got, Definitely. I've just sorted it out. You just blast yourself with light. So every set I go on now, you'll
9: find me with what? the, yeah,
6: with the, <laughs> with a DOP going, I think you'll find if you put the beauty light <laughs> and you do a cross light. why on earth have you got it? So I've become a lighting expert. That was my experience. Oh, like George blooming Ma- Ma- Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking more Joan Collins. <laughs> yeah, or Joan Collins. Yeah. Or even Joan Rivers or the other Joan. All <laughs> the Crawford, Jones, all the Crawford. Crawford. <laughs>
3: What was it like then finally being able to talk in a really open and honest way about something as 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 natural as the menopause? And yet it's it's not out there. It's it's not just not out there. It's like deliberately been avoided as a narrative. And yet 51% of the, the population at some point will
1: go through it to varying degrees. I mean, that was one of the reasons I wanted to do the show. Um, Well, actually, my main reason for writing the show was to to write parts for brilliant women over the age of 45 50 whatever but that generation because we are largely ignored on television unless we're battle acts, axes or we're you know someone's mom. They, someone's mom or someone's you know granny or whatever it is it's Crone. just so,
6: yeah, Crone.
1: mad cougar and you know mad yeah, cougar's mad good cougar, yeah any others labor. um <laughs> of yeah oh, it's just it's so boring and unimaginative so I wanted to, and also I'd never really seen real female friendship reflected on television. It always feels kind of manufactured. Sometimes I, I just never, I think I never, I just don't believe these women are friends. So I wanted to reflect that, but also have menopause as a kind of backdrop to open that conversation and say, look, menopause, yeah, of course it can be shit, and it, and it is shit for a lot of people, but it's also an amazing time because you know a lot of us have already brought up our children or they're older. Or we're, you know, sometimes we're more financially well-off because we've we've got, you know, more time to kind of... Um, or less less we're spending less money on children. But we've, we're also moving into a phase of our lives where we're just, you know, we're, we're gorgeous and we're sexy. Yeah. Who in this room... I mean, who in this room is menopausal? Me! <laughs> Put
3: your hand up if you are going
1: uh, through because the menopause. Because it's a podcast, can I ask you
3: just to say yes? Oh... Evening. That's a lot of us, right? Okay. Even the their
1: hands. And up. and do you feel like it's the end of your life? No. Well, exactly. So I. Th- if it was the end of your life, would you remember?
8: <laughs> well that is that, that is that but also don't you think that years ago what they used to say was oh she when she got to 50 she went a bit funny well she went she went and through and that's the how they described women that were getting to that age yeah. she went a bit funny
6: and do you know the other thing that I loved about the scripts is you know in, in again in our industry it's like that wonderful sketch that um, Tina Fey did last fuckable day and the idea yeah. is you get past 35 and, as an actress or 40 and then when nobody wants to particularly Lily fuck you anymore. That's it. You just go off into the sunset and come back as driving Miss Daisy. So, um, but what I what? driving Miss Daisy. So but what I think this did so brilliantly is that uh, and not just this group of women. I you know I know so many. The sexiest women I know are women over 45-50 because they know themselves, they own themselves, and they the look amazing. Women as well. Totally cool. They're the ones that you want to go up to at the party. And I don't think. I'd seen a script where women were shown as being sexual, sexy, attractive, Funny. happy, living, wanting it all, as it was in this script. And I think that reflects life much more. Who wants to be 20? Oh, my God.
1: No. 20 is... Ugh. Also, I think, you know, it's all fine us being here and we're, we're present in the world. But if you, it's not reflected on TV wow. and in film and in books and in art, then... You are to a certain extent invisible yeah. and you're not represented and I am fucking sick of it. You can't
6: <laughs> it's so really you really can't. Am.
1: you can't be what you can't
6: see. Yeah, and if you're exactly. not seeing that representation yeah, of going you you you're still sexual, you're still wanted, you're still creative, you're still thriving. Yeah,
5: and funny and and, and, Very and funny. If you're, yeah, and, if you're not seeing it, and, and also you're not just supporting; you're leading. Yeah. Yes. You're a leading yeah. fucking character yes. who is leading your fucking life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But also, all the all these brilliant actresses on
1: stage should be in leading roles all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we all, were in our thirties. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, but, I mean, but, no, but now that's it's that's
3: the point. Tam. we you were in that's your 30s. the 30s. Yes. Actually, what have you gained in the last 10 years that is anything other than valuable? But yes, so I remember where's Kate. that value recognized?
4: <clears throat> A friend of mine, um, Darren Little, writer Darren, there's two. There's Darren Litton, who wrote Benedom, there's Darren Little. And Darren said, oh, I think it was about 10 years ago, and he'd written this amazing script about this whole bunch of women who go off to Marbella and it's all of them the, the mums who get into the trouble at the daughter's hen night one of those sort of things and which of course would happen but darren darren took this to sky and these women were sort of around 55 60 and sky television said to him we absolutely love this script can you make these women around 35 you know, which completely and utterly defeats the whole point of the script. But on a but on a on a serious side as well uh, with John Breedin, um, because we were concentrating so much on doing it and making it and staying married during <laughs> during the process, we were forgetting about those people who were watching it. And I remember Nadia Sawala, lovely actress who I do um, loose women with, Nadia had been struggling for about eight to ten years. And she watched *Done Breeding*, and it made her read up more about the menopause. She put, she got herself on
3: HRT after eight years, and she said it has transformed her life. You came together and you did something that nobody would allow you to do, so you did it yourself. Um, and and you were really formidable and fantastic and feisty. And as a friend, I'm really proud of you. But as a woman, I'm very grateful to you. Are you ready for your very first question, ladies? Yes. Now that we know who you are, what you're doing. Uh, so question number one. When Jules phoned you all, despite not knowing what quite you were getting into, you all said yes immediately. So I wanted to know, what has been the most important yes you've ever said?
4: Well, I I think, I mean, it's. it's I, I guess it would be expected, but I think it was, I think it was... Um, There's two things, no. There was no getting married (laughs) to Lincoln. (laughs) I think the most life yes was to say yes to Lincoln. Yes. Um, Because he's 15 years younger than me. (laughs) Um, But so that is definitely because because meeting him not only uh, has made me incredibly happy, but also it led to the other big yes which was i've given up drinking yes. you have a problem are you going to give up drinking yes, yes. so that second yes completely wow. changed changed Everything. my life because you've got to hit it's not just about having too many drinks now and again it's about hitting rock bottom and together we sort of anchored each other so i guess those two yeses for me yeah are the most you're a
8: massive inspiration yeah massive yeah,
3: you really are the pair of you because to know you before is to know how far you've come.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yes.
3: But but we've spoken about this before on this podcast, then It's right, isn't it? I mean, like the number of times we'd go into work and you were coming straight out of a club. I used to, <laughs> I used to be dancing on the pole at Freedom.
4: <laughs> at fi- <laughs> At five a.m. And um, I would then appear on television on, on say, Loose Women at twelve thirty, and people who'd seen me on the pole at five would assume it was a pre-record because they, <laughs> they would absolutely no, not, not believe that that person who they saw. But again, it was the behind the painted smile, because although I was sitting like this at one point, and I remember. And it's there was Robbie Williams on one side of me and Kate on the other side, both squeezing my hand with a sick bucket underneath. Honestly, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but the fear, you know yeah, when was you horrible. have the fear? And that was drink and drugs. And it was just such a horrendous time. And you, you remember that. So when people say to me, oh, you were a right laugh. You just used to have a few too many drinks. They don't realize
3: how... How bad it 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 it, it was yeah. really it that so know. it was a phenomenal yes a phenomenal you know by the time you met Lincoln and he he said are you ready and when you said yes that yeah. was yeah. I was My fucking good on the pole mind after <laughs> quite anything
4: just so you know Jeez. okay anybody say, else well, with, she, a, she with she an, was an important yes the best
1: night out so I'm trying
7: <laughs> I actually say yes to everything Lovely. I I need to stop saying yes. I've got more important no's than yeses. <laughs> no.
6: <laughs> oh, brilliant, Trace. Well, <laughs> follow that. I can't be anal. I'm sorry. Um, I, I no. I think I like did. I I was very driven. I was really driven. I worked. I went from job to job to job to job, and I I got I said yes to my my husband Robert, and I'm so glad I did because I could very easily had not done that. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: he's on the peloton but he um, no I really I, and also I said yes because he said I, 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 I just didn't think I'd have a child I didn't think I'd have a dog I, did, I was just one of those people that I never thought I'd have a husband wife dog I went down the road less travelled and I ended up saying yes to those things that were domestic and they're, they're, they're my backbone in life they're the hand in my back and I'm really glad oh, that I said that yes because so nice. all the work doesn't
3: fill that but that is as domestic as she gets. She's still in lockdown, had to come to terms with not knowing what a washing machine did. Yeah. By the way, no, she phoned wa- me and
8: said, I don't know how to use this washing machine.
6: It wasn't the washing machine. <laughs> I said, true. what is this thing? Is it a sex toy? It was a Dyson. So there we go. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I said, you need to get
5: someone in and look that at is it. did. Yeah. But Rob wouldn't get off the pellet and the dog was helpful. Um, yeah. Alison. Oh, God. I mean, it's actually my wedding anniversary today. Yeah. And, and, and he's not here, but that's all fine. I mean, that's the thing, because we couldn't get anyone to dog sit. And he's, we live in Glasgow now. And honestly, he's the best man in the world. Aww. And he's patient. He's not in the industry. He hates everything about the industry, yeah. but he loves the people that I meet and what it does for me. And we're all saying the loves of our life, But I mean, Jesus Christ, find someone who will hand on your back. I've never heard that before. It's beautiful, that. that isn't it? I love yeah, that expression. absolutely beautiful. Who just says, "Go on, just go, just yeah. just yeah. just go on, be brilliant, have a great life." it make, yeah. it makes their life better as well, you know. So yeah, yes to that, and yes. getting a dog. <laughs> That's a very close, even nudging, at <laughs> you know what I mean. We're thinking about getting a reserve dog because Marnie's kind of halfway through. her are like, yeah, have a little one in the background. Yeah, get yeah, husband dog. There we go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Lovely.
1: Jules. Uh, Having kids. um, I never wanted to have children. I wasn't interested. I didn't particularly like children. Um, I I really didn't. I'm just being honest. I mean, I thought they were all right, but I was never, I never really, I mean, my family would have children and and I would occasionally say, hi, hi. Hi, but, um, I'm Auntie Julie from London. Ah, yes, I'm, I, I'm an actress. Julie, I'm far too important to talk to you. Anyway, but I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I just never wanted them. And um, I then I met my um, ex uh, husband, and he had two children already when I when I got into a relationship with him. And I just saw a, he was a fantastic dad to these two girls, and and it kind of. I don't know, It just I just thought, there was a romantic thing about it, but I just thought, still, no, I'm not having children. It's just not for me, and I would be perfectly happy to go through life without having them. And he said, I just think you'd be a brilliant mum, and I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, and I think that, you know, I see the way you are with my girls, and, you know, what's the harm? We love each other, why don't we have a child? And so I said yes to that, and then I had another one. So, and I, you know, they are they're my life, so... Yeah, that was a good yes. Yeah. And
3: you are a phenomenal mother. Yeah, a phenomenal mother. Um, before we, we <laughs> move sweet. off from this one, Tam, any big yes? I haven't got anything to say. <laughs> Not on
8: the yes. There are so many yeses. I spend a lot of time saying yes.
3: But I think people should
5: say yes all the time. I say yes a lot. I
7: think, say yes and then work it all out later. Yes. Just I say more yeses yes. to everything and then you but just you don't also, know where you'll end up. But you
5: also right? do need to learn the power of saying no. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. I also
3: yeah. love
8: no. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I fucking love her. No Don't worry about that. No, I as love women, no. I, think I love. Alison's a proper no look, look at that. No, no! fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Flushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Oh, girls, are you ready for your next question? Oh, yeah. I'd like to apologize to anybody um, who's offended by anything we said today. (laughs) Okay, my second question to you ladies. Um, I truly believe that some of our greatest and most significant love affairs are with our friends. And I say that looking at Uh, You guys, and and telling you, you are some of my greatest love affairs. I love you very much. You've brought so much to my world and my life. And I don't think we talk about that enough. And I think Dumb Breeding did. I think it celebrated the love that exists between friends. So can you think of a true act of friendship that's had a huge impact on you and your life? Go on then, Tam. She said yes. Oh, I've got
8: many, many of my friends. I literally... When I was going through probably the worst time in my life, my friends were my family and they still are. Um, but there were ty- like Julie, Kate, and there were there was a time where um, Angela and I were playing wives in, oh, yeah. in uh, what was it called? Five Viv, and
3: Rose. Breeders. Breeders. Weren't
8: you in? I was we... a lesbian in that as well.
3: You were a lesbian in that as well. I'm, sorry. I it's only play lesbians. lesbians.
8: So, so, um, Ange and I were playing like wives in a play, and I remember it was probably a year after my marriage broke down, and at I was kind of struggling at but loving the theater, and Ange one day said to me like you can you can let this fuck you or." You can let it be the making of you, and you can rise above it all and make this like like your new life from today. Your new life can start. And I remember thinking, "Yeah, you're so right," and that's what I did.
3: There you go. What would Ange do? What
8: would Ange do? But also, you know, they they, they all have been instrumental in in the. Phoenix rise of myself. Um but I do believe that there was a moment where I went Ange taught me to enjoy my life again. Ah oh, I didn't know ah. that. Oh. There you are, babe. Aww. You just made me Oh
1: <laughs> don't I Tambolina. Don't cry.
0: don't
1: cry. I think um in terms of friends I mean I've got the most incredible friends. Um and I think I think the most important thing about friendship, <clears throat> and Jackie and Andrew will attest to this, is that they sit there and they watch you <clears throat> fuck up spectacularly,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> and they don't judge you. Still love you anyway, right? They still love you. You know, they're always there for you. They're just kind of—they're wa- just kind of there with a safety net waiting for you to fall, yeah. and then when you do fall eventually, <clears throat> they catch you and they make everything all right. And That's the most important thing about friendship. They've done that for me lots of times. Everyone on this stage at one point has done that for me. Tracy, um, I was going through a really bad time once and uh, Tracy and I hadn't met and we um, ended up in the Groucho Club and we were... Was it the Groucho? Anyway, it was one of those. But, But she reached out to me because she knew that I was having a terrible time and she just reached out and said... I know you don't we don't know each other very well but I'm going through exactly I've been through exactly the same thing and you'll be fine and it's those kind of acts of friendship that are really important you've done that for me you've yeah. done that for me so many times and I just think that's what it is it's it's you know, your friendships will outlast all of your relationships. Always, probably, like Andrew, you will Jack never marriage.
8: Yeah, <laughs> apart from their marriage, you will. Uh, you will never have a relationship as long as our friendships. No, never.
3: Well, we is, won't. No, for sure. Not.
8: Yeah. Like, yeah. Kate and I met when we when she interviewed me uh, for Marie Claire. That's right. In 1998, and she interviewed me over the phone, and I was like. She's brilliant. And she went, we should go out. And that's how it kept, kind of kicked well, off. I,
3: yeah, I ran into you at the Brit Awards and I went, it's me off the phone.
8: <laughs> and you went, shut up. <laughs> and, that's right. And then we went to Sydney uh, for BBC holiday programme. Yeah, we, they sent us to, to
3: Australia. <laughs> and, damn, damn, this is one of my favourite stories. <laughs> Oh, we were still filming, weren't we? Yeah. So they send us all over Australia. Brilliant. Such a great job. And we get to Tasmania. And we're in this like wood cabin lodge thing. And Tam goes out to try and find a signal to phone her boyfriend. Right? And at the time she was doing this drama called Red Cap. So she was super fit. And she'd been training with the army. And she could, like, everywhere we went, she went, I could kick that door in. I could kick (laughs) that door in. (laughs) It was all of that, right? Oh, I really was. I was like. She goes out to make a phone call to her boyfriend. And I just thought. She's, made, she's got a signal, she's chatted to him and she's gone to bed because an hour had passed and she, she did not come back, right? So I'm just sat up chatting with the crew and then suddenly the door's kicked in <laughs> and it's Tam dripping in blood. And I went, oh my God, where the fuck were
6: you? And I said, what happened to you? She went, what was it?
8: A possum attacked me.
6: A possum! <laughs> did you kill that possum? Probably.
3: I have no idea. I probably did. <laughs> that was awesome not a great fella. act of friendship on my part.
8: But, sorry, no, it wasn't. But what I mean Let's is, make, I my friendship with Kate <laughs> goes back to 1998. So that's all I was trying to say. Yeah, Tam, Tam
3: and I got pregnant exactly the same time,
8: and not we, by the same man. I was gonna say. To be fair, I'm not actually
5: sure.
3: <laughs> that's not good for either of us, is it?
5: I just wish I'd had a
3: baby with you. It would have been so much easier. Oh, honestly,
8: when we all are old, this is what me and Kate always say. We're going to find a care home. Like we're going to find a, like a building that we can turn into a care home with really hot doctors (laughs) that basically give us all the legal drugs to make the end of your life. Good, fucking brilliant. and it will be—it'll be full of us lot, not yeah. you and you two. Well, young. Tamsin,
4: let's be honest—we've already married our carers, really, with the age of. Tom and <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
8: I'm not married, but I'm with my carer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, we have. <laughs> and you,
5: Jules?
8: And you, to
3: be yeah, fair, Jules? fair,
5: Jules. Yeah, yeah. yeah, m- yeah. Mine's younger. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Mine's older. Mine's older. Jules' old. But it. you know what? They all are fucking lucky. <laughs> Fucking lucky! Great acts
6: of friendships. Uh, Tracy, um, well, I, I I sent you a birthday card recently. I think it says everything. A friend is someone who knows what who knows you, sees you, and still likes you. And I think that is so true. And I think I'm, you know, the most important thing is is to be seen and understood, and to be seen in all your manifestations. And I yes. think I'm very lucky in that I've got a, a group of wonderful friends here and and also outside that I've known for many many years. And they know me, they see me, but they still love me. And... Um, uh oh, It's enough about webcam. you, Tam, you <laughs> possum killer. But um, <laughs> I can't look at you in the same way. Did you kick the possum in the head? It I does. I can see you what stumping. Yes, friendship. our friendship. Um, but I, I think that's true. And I think I've got... I know I've had, um, you know, my, my, my dad died very suddenly. I've had things happen and my friends have always been there. And I think that's true. Those female friendships... They're your chosen sisters. They're your other halves. They're your, you know, they're your soulmates. And I I think they can get you through the good and the bad. I think they're
8: your soulmates more sometimes than your man. Is that harsh? No, I agree. But he said it now and he's in the audience. Sorry, Tom. I think he's gone to the wedding. He's got to go. (laughs) He he was meant... Is he still here? here. Shit. Yeah, but Jason's (laughs) (laughs) He is 20 years younger than me, but, you know it's it's been good till now
3: <laughs> and as somebody that and Dan I'll put this to you as well you know, the two people that everyone goes to when the chips are down, when has that been pushed back to you when have you ever had to call in a friendship favor and and have your friends lift you when you're you're needing it most
4: well <laughs> For me personally, I mean, just really, just to echo what everybody said, I've got you guys, I've got a group of friends outside. My best friend, Pam, of 130 years is oh, yeah. here. I love Pam. Pammy. is Pammy is, is there, and we've been through, you know, we've been through everything. And I I, I go back to the drinking thing. I go back to the, I have um, clinical depression, as, as you all know, which is very, very tough to, to live with something like that. But not only is it very difficult for the person, it's very difficult for the people who who love you. And so my friends have been incredible um, understanding that illness. They've also been incredible when, you know, because with the sobriety thing, I didn't surround myself with sobriety. So all my friends love a drink, um, including Pam, um, In fact, her daughter, Tilly, my goddaughter, said, but mum, don't you think you have a problem? And Pam said, are you fucking joking? I don't have a problem. I wasn't (laughs) like Denise. She She said... But do you remember last week when, this is what Tilly said, she said, when I opened the door, Mum, this is to Pam, and you were stood there with your knickers round your ankles, a post, a post-it note on your forehead and fell sideways into a bush as I opened the door. Pam had been so drunk at this party, she couldn't verbalize where she lived. So (laughs) they'd actually written her address on a post-it note put her in the taxi, she'd been ringing the bell, Tilly didn't wake up, she thought, I'm going to wet myself, pulled her knickers down as Tilly opened the door and fell sideways into a bush. Pam, is that true? Sorry, Pam. It's all true. It's all true. But that's what I mean. Those people like that, but still have supported me through thick and thin. Okay, can I steal that
1: story and put it in reading? Yeah! Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Pammy. Uh yeah. I think, yeah. think mine ride or die be, pals, yeah. Mine's gotta be that
7: so I've got a, a lovely big group of friends and I've got um th- my two best best friends, uh, Lisa Fortner and Nicholas Stevenson, who I've known since I was like fetal. And I think the biggest act of friendship that they've ever done is by accepting my husband. <laughs> because if my friends don't like who I'm going out with, yeah. then they're out. they're just out and so so he's
3: only here because they said yes
7: yeah yeah Yeah. really that's it i get that out with some absolute you know head the balls twats yeah yeah, twats and um and they would make it quite clear that they didn't
8: like them and so they waited until the right one came along and then can i just say though that you can't dislike jason No. no jason is the most amazing husband
5: Father. Uh, he's he left, though. And father. And cook.
8: Has he gone? Oh, fuck him. He's
5: literally
8: <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. He's
3: all right. I, just, I I actually Scorpio. Like him, but so yeah. now we can really talk about <laughs> I'm listening to shrieking women and it's <laughs> so lovely. Isn't it? It's a great noise. Great noise. Um, we're going to let you refresh your glasses and take a really quick break. And then when we come back... You're in charge, okay? I'm putting your questions to the girls. As you can see, there's no such thing as a bad question. No. <laughs> have you ever, can I just ask, have you enjoyed this? Yes. Yeah. Can you understand why I sit here today as, as as somebody that considers herself to be very lucky to have such beautiful friends, are I? Um, so get to the bar, top up, we'll be back and scribble down the, the brightest and feistiest questions you can. Thank you very much. I've just had a look at some of your questions. I feel like I'm amongst my own. You're so disturbed. (laughs) So wrong and yet so right. Uh, So you ready for the first question? Dive in, pick up your mics, ladies. Um, How do you get a younger man, please help me, help me?
1: (laughs) That's the first question. I've (laughs) got one word, Tinder. (laughs) So what you do is you go on Tinder and you put your settings, because you can choose age group. And you don't, you don't match with anyone over the age of 35. Obviously, you don't start right really young. So you go from, I would say, put the, put the age, narrow the gap, because you don't want loads of arseholes. So I'd go 30 to 35. Also, another top tip is keep it local, because then you don't have to... <laughs> Geoblock it, to, yeah? Yeah, you don't have to travel far. And meet in the day, so you don't have to pay for a babysitter. And go for a coffee, because then you'll know immediately if you want to have sex with them or not. And then it's just a coffee. And then if you want to have sex, have sex. And then if not, it's just a coffee. Oh
5: it's just to say, what would Julie do? <laughs> and there we go.
3: Dens, <laughs> anything to add into that?
4: Oh, cause it's, cause I wish she never
3: reminded me that my son
4: was here, because it completely... <laughs> Completely cuts my repertoire of stories down (laughs) to hardly any. No, I mean, Lincoln and I met in the madness. And it was a night where I had started out with two friends, accumulated 20, like the Pied Piper through the West End with all these people, (laughs) got turned away um, from the Brits party that apparently I'd been trying to get into. And the next thing I knew, I was at this nightclub called Jet Black, which didn't used to open till 3 a.m. So that will tell you what state we were in at 6 a.m. Yeah. What I'd also forgotten when I had recalled this tale was that my eldest son, Matty, said, Mum, you're missing a huge chunk out of that was when you embarrassingly gate-crashed Tiny Tempers'
3: birthday party. (laughs) She did. That he had been out with his friends. (laughs) This is Matt, who's like, Matty's, you know, the lead singer of one of the biggest rock bands in the world. He's massive, the 1975s. Is he's, he's a lovely guy. And then you, can you imagine his mother rocks know, up with all, her, know, all her bezies from Soho. And the next going, thing I knew, Tiny. I know. Tiny. tiny.
4: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I wouldn't know Tiny Temper if I bloody fell over him. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know why I was even at his party. But anyway, Jet Black, I had apparently had a bunch of friends there one who the next day remember this place is in Holborn one of the guys Makayu who I was pals with at the time woke up on a park bench in Welland Garden City and has no idea how he got there this will tell you why I gave up alcohol anyway the next thing I know somebody said to me this is Lincoln from Stringfellows and in my mind we'd had this kind of da 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 across a crowded room but apparently we were the only two people left in the club (laughs) So there was nobody else to get off with. <laughs> anyway,
3: twelve years later, we're still together. So there you go.
2: There you go.
3: Ah, I love that. Next question. Any advice for your thirty-year-old
1: self? Oh God. Don't limit yourself. I think we limit ourselves sometimes as women, and because you know we're, we we are sold this thing. Oh, you can have it all. It's all you know. It's all just kind of like sound bites. But don't limit yourself because. Because men don't, no. so yeah, I would say that to my 30-year-old self. I wish I'd started writing much younger. You're so good at it, Jules, and, and I really hope that it's something you continue to do
3: because um, I think I'd love to see more of Dunbreed and having heard some of,
1: of, of... Will you all watch it if we make it into a real show? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Right. Okay. I'll keep writing. But it's true. It's uh, that's what I would say to my thirty-year-old self. I think, especially when you're in this industry, and I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm, but that's the only industry I know. Is that you know we're sold this idea that you can just be one thing. You can be an actor, or you can be a writer, or you can be a singer, yeah. or you can be a producer or a director. But actually, you can do everything. Yeah. And I would say to any young women in the industries do everything because then you'll have a longer career as to well. To be fair, or men. Yeah, or men. But I mean, I, I, I'm, you... all, I'm here for the women. To yeah, be I know you are. And the gays. And the gays.
3: <laughs> and the gays.
6: I would say, actually, I would say to my 30-year-old self, stop waiting for permission. You yeah. don't need to be given yeah. permission to do anything. And I, I, think, I think women, actually, young women are often taught that they've got to wait for somebody to, in all lines of work and in life, you know, to be asked out, to all those things. You know, to, you wouldn't ask for a promotion. You wouldn't ask for a pay rise. Yeah. You wouldn't ask for anything. But I think you don't need to have permission. Take it. Yeah. Yeah.
7: I would say to my 30-year-old self, she will sleep through the night.
6: Yeah. I
7: promise this will end <laughs> don't not have another baby because you think that they're awful <laughs> yeah but they are awful no they're not and i wish my second one made me not want to have a third one because she was such a nightmare and wouldn't go to sleep and i really wish now that i'd known that Did it was you? yeah i wish i had another Did you wish she'd had another a hundred percent oh yeah oh. would it's she too late would now. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah she will sleep they will sleep. They always
3: do it. Then they just never get up. Oh my
7: God, tell me about it. Which
3: is <laughs> didn't say one of those. And again, that's that actually today. Exactly right. And this is something that Dumb breeding did really well because everyone, when they depict parenting, it's about the early years, it's about the sleepless nights. It's the slog. But actually, going there with teenagers, and you you touch on things in Dumb breeding like my teens taking drugs, and you all sitting around talking about, actually, I don't know what the name of the drugs are anymore. What do they take and um oh because actually people don't talk about the realities of raising teenagers and actually fundamentally it tends not always it's a bit sweeping in general but it tends to be as you're hitting the menopause you're yes. hitting puberty yeah.
1: yes and having more sex than you i mean you know menopausal women are married to men but they're also married to other women and they have female partners as well so imagine two women oh. in the same house going through the menopause. It'd be like menopause top trumps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. And, and say they had two teenage daughters, twins. <laughs> there was four women going, for, like two women going through the menopause. and Actually, that's a, that's a good idea for a show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that in. Put that in. Because I literally remember you phoning
3: me and saying, I think I'm menopausal. And I think Edie had just started her first period. And you're like, here we go. Hold on tight. Yeah. And Davy was like, God speed. Pray for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck.
8: <laughs> it was her that made me think the menopause exists, because she found me going, I'm raging. <laughs> I'm raging. I was like, What do you mean you're raging? What do you mean? Why, Why are you so angry? angry? Stop being so angry. It's like really fun. Life's fun.
3: She's helpful, isn't she? Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about stopping being angry. Thanks for that.
8: I wasn't that... No, I wasn't helpful
3: to anyone. And still am not helpful, to be fair. Well, wow. No. So Jules then goes off and, in this pursuit for testosterone, which should be readily available to all women
1: because yep. it's a female Testo-gel. hormone.
3: And and some of you may get it readily and easily from your GP and others may literally have to punch and scream and kill. Hicks I had away. to go
1: online and pretend I was a 54 year old man. That's what she did to really? get, to get it on tinternet. Yeah. 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 Really? yeah. And then, and I was, I was, I was nearly there. I was nearly there. I was like, I'm just so fooled them. And then they said, Oh, we can't prescribe this to you because we need a blood test. I was, I literally nearly went up and jabbed Davy and just kind of got like, <laughs> a bit of blood out of him. But, um, but actually Brighton are brilliant because I, I, I went to a, a, a GP in Brighton and they're, Brighton and Hove. It depends. It's a, it's a postcode lottery. It's a lottery. Um, and they're all over it. They're brilliant. And they prescribed me the male testosterone because that's the one that, well, certainly the one that I needed rather there's a female one as well, which is slightly yeah. less potent. It is. I it takes want ages to work one, But, you know, but I'm just saying right now, if you are struggling and you want it on the NHS, just don't take no for an answer yes. because, it, because they have to prescribe it to you. Yeah. Because and if they don't, phone me. And I'll yes. get them to <laughs> prescribe it to you. Absolutely. Remember that ad for the Duracil bunny? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that.
3: She's like, haven't yeah. sat down all day, not be... really tired, and Dave is definitely getting it
5: later. <laughs> <laughs> Testosterone is working. Oh, and also lobby your M fucking Bs to get it free for you. Yeah. you yes, know? I mean, I, it's, like, yeah. I mean, that. because it is free in scotland
1: and it's free in wales and it's free in northern ireland they're devolved governments from the uk so it should be free in england as well but also the, the important thing is that you know there's a, such a thing as period poverty well there is things menopause poverty as well yeah. because you know a lot of women cannot afford to to pay that um, every three months it's expensive so it should be free we all go through it and you know, and I just think it's a really, it's a, it's a misogynistic yes. law it is. because <laughs> it's half the population and it should be free because yeah. if, a, because um, testosterone, the hormone that men have on the NHS is free yeah. to men. Of course it is. But it's not free
8: to us. <laughs> so it's not free to us. So and fuck we, them. if men had the menopause, it would
1: be so free. Can't you just get the menopause, guys? Guys. And then everything will be fine. Can you
3: fight for us? Okay. If you didn't do what you do now, what would you do? That's a lot of do's. Ange. If I didn't do what I
8: do,
7: I would be a psychologist. You'd be a great one. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you I'm, would doing, be I'm doing an, uh, um, an open university course and I'm doing a psychology degree. You're doing it? Yeah.
5: Right, don't so no, I? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Ange. Yeah. So you're doing what you're doing. Now, and you're also doing what you would do if you weren't doing what you were doing. Yeah. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. Do you know what? She's like, Nike, she's just doing it. She's doing it. And she's always do. doing
8: it. I
7: want
3: to do it. Yeah, but
8: that's
7: what I do because I really like... But I think yeah. acting and psychology is... Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. It's about yeah. how you think, why you think, getting into people's heads and... Ob- yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, why do people? Why do people do harm is my module at the moment. But yeah, it's... um. It comes out of that. So that's what I do. would
4: be in, um, if I was clever enough, I would definitely be in the enough. crime world. I would be in forensics.
3: Of course you would. You because of it.
4: my love of
3: real life crime.
4: <laughs> um, I just, oh my God, I'm just obsessed with it. For either forensic, well, forensic psychologist yeah, would be, oh my God, I would just but absolutely it. you can do it. You love can
7: it. L- literally do a course from your house and do it. In forensic psychology. In forensic psychology. Honestly, just do it.
4: Oh Thank God, on. I did a series last year that was on the Crime and Investigation channel yes. and it's called Survivors. And it's, um because I always thought that, that, I mean, I do have it. When I say I have a love of serial killers, I don't mean I have a love of serial killers. I mean, I have a love of finding out the psychol- psychology behind why people are serial killers. But I also feel that the victims, the survivors of real life crime are sort of an untalked about demographic as much. So anyway, I did this series called Survivors Talking to Survivors of Real Life Crime. And when I saw a next, on the Crime and Investigation channel, Denise Welsh. Honestly, I wet my pants. Literally. Oh. The thought that I was on the crime and investigation channel, it's just, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with real life crime, but there's just Oh my gosh, she I loves watch. it so much. Oh, I love it so much. I, I got bored with like snapped women who kill and everything, because we all know why women kill, because I mean, <laughs> but but um but but the there are so many the best the best crime documentary if you haven't seen it is called The Jinx.
6: Oh, oh it's the best. Yeah. So good. Oh my God, the ending. The, the last ending.
4: five seconds. Oh. That, is, ah. that is an unbelievable oh, piece of television. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's the jinx just, I'm just, a, I'm just, anyway, so jinx. yes, I would so be, it's...
3: I would be, Um, I would be that. You'd jinx. be brilliant as well, Dan. Yeah. What about you, Trace? Oh, well,
6: I would have been an archaeologist because I love, all. i like uncovering. I love ancient history, I love that, but, I actually think and I would have to be mad even madder than being an actor I would be a politician because I have You're passion a great politician I want to change people's lives and I want to uh, I'd uh, vote for you uh, I've uh, got the you bollocks you can still do that you, you, you I was going to say Angie you can still do that I'll oh. vote for no, you. I think it's a horrible Am I mean, I mean it, honestly it makes acting look like sort of Pollyanna world because it's a nasty world but I really feel that getting to the age of the fuck it button where you get to yeah, the age yeah, where you yeah. think I actually don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks like Glenda well.
5: Jackson was rather good at
6: she that. was rather good and she went back to acting But I do think I could stand up for people's rights, and I feel very strongly for that. Yes, I think you'd
5: be fantastic.
9: Thanks.
6: Here, here.
3: So, Tracy for president or prime minister?
5: I actually think I'm just made to be a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Denise has watched every housewife from every real household. In every territory ever known to man, He'd be brilliant in that. So, you literally, uh,
7: got no idea what you. are I've
3: recently about. moved to Glasgow. Be the real
6: house
1: Housewives of, of Glasgow. Glasgow. of Glasgow. Glasgow.
3: <laughs> what would the real Housewives of Glasgow do all day? Whilst the ones in Cheshire sort of, you know, book private jets to Dubai in well, Glasgow.
5: currently, I would be trying to get fifteen hundred square foot of wood chip off the fucking walls. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yes, yes, yes I'm gripped. Do it. It, <laughs> might not, it might not be the most thrilling television. I know which I'd rather watch. Yeah, no.
6: I'd watch that.
5: Would Leo, <laughs> but it would I'd be gripped with that.
1: <laughs> Jules, what about you? I'd be Tracy's campaign manager. Oh,
3: yeah. yes. Nice.
1: Woo. Tracy's campaign manager.
3: I mean, first of all, I'm just the luckiest girl in the world that I get to call these women my women. Uh, but thank you, ladies, so much. And what I would say is, please go and watch Dunbreed, and if you haven't, clock up the views, because a broadcaster needs to take these stories to a mainstream audience, because we are a mainstream audience. We're 51% of the population, and we're, we might be over 40, but we are phenomenal and fabulous. And... And and we need to be more visible. So, Julie, congratulations on pulling this together. You rock. I really, really hope that we get to see this again and again and again. Because I don't know about you, but I'd watch them, right? (laughs) And if you don't take it as a drama, let's do it as constructed reality and all go and live in a house together. (laughs) Let's um, go and live in Allison's Glasgow house with the wood chip. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. We'll have that wood they chip off in, in no time. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been an incredible Thank audience. You. Thank you to our entire team from Yahoo Studios, to all of you who came out and made us feel like life was life again. Thank you so much. I'll see you next Friday with Thank more. You. This live edition of White One Question Time has been produced by me, Kate Thornton, with the Yahoo! Studio team headed up by Gabriella Colosurdo. Editing is by Libby Knowles, executive producer Richard Hatherell, and booking by Alex Sutton. Special thanks to Dylan Hearn and Live Nation and all of Pangolin talent. We'll be back next week with more great chats. Until then, take care out there.